Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hey, welcome to the American Liberties. Today is February 1st, 2017. Just just about 44 more more days to April Fool's Day, tax day. Uh, no, 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 I'm wrong. Correct that. It's it's uh, it's, it's in April. A little ahead of myself. Okay. Outside of that, gee, and I had that recorded. Um. Anyway, uh, I don't know if a lot of you watch the news. I usually don't. Until Trump started come you know showed up i'm now I'm pretty much engrossed in a lot of uh the news and everything, not that I believe them or anything, but it's just to see what they say and but you know you learn a lot by by listening to a lot of these people, and the one thing that I can't believe is that these people are running our country. I mean, they are, I mean, a kindergarten uh, class could do a better job and and argue less. I mean, the arguments that they bring up just shows the, the I, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but it just, you know, when you read Dave Merlin's material and, and, and have Dave's posture and and you understand what you're reading in the memorandum of law, because, like to me, that's my worldly Bible, uh, the 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 58 page memorandum of law, because it's very specific. It's um, you can't stretch beyond what the statute reads. And here they, um, and and then when you listen to these people at the the hearings and how they're stretching imagine and making false claims i mean just literally lying and these guys are our senators and congressmen and so forth and they're i mean it's just i can't believe that people don't have any integrity let alone little integrity some of these people are just so blatantly corrupt and evil and and this is the United States government that is supposed to protect the United States of America and it's just beyond my uh, I mean I, I guess I still have that little uh, naive in me or something but uh, <laughs> I just it's, it's just hard for me to Say well, that's just the way it is, and and I, I I can't accept that, and that's why I think that um, maybe you know I'm, I'm putting some stuff together. I'm I'm slow doing it, but I really do want to plan people from all over the country to get behind 
and understand. And we don't need Dave Maryland. We don't need to, uh, you know, I mean, if he's available and he wants to do it, great. I would, there's nothing more that I would love. But Americans are supposed to be self, uh, have the uh, self-governed, okay? They're, they're supposed to stand on their own principles and and stand for what they believe in. And in order for you to believe in something, you got to know it. And if you got to know it, you got to learn it. And so, and once we learn it and know it and believe it, there's no reason why we ourselves can't use everything that Dave has put together. Now, why am I harping on everything that Dave put together? Why not other things that other people have done? Some people have done some great things. There's no doubt. And uh, there's one guy is, is showing how corrupt the computer codes are. I'm not talking about Tom Smith, I'm, um, uh, McNeil, or something like that. He's 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 got a claim, you know, a claim uh, in about uh, computer codes, and that's great because you need to hit them from every side of every, every angle as long as you have. Facts and evidence to prove your claim. Now, other people, on the other hand, are you know they're out there, they're you know waving the flag and and doing this and doing that and claiming they got the remedy and so forth. And um, you know, there's guys like uh, Weiss and and Hendrickson that. Oh, yeah, a few people do get by. A few people do get their money back, no doubt. I'm not going to argue that. But we, you know, with Dave's material, we've helped a lot of people from going to prison. And yet there's some people we could, they didn't get to us fast enough in order to prevent them from going to prison. So... You know, and and that's what I like about Dave's stuff. It's so right on the target. It goes right to the throat. There's no hype, no exaggeration in 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 at all. It's just a plain as as they're talking about the Supreme Court justice now replacing Scalia's seat. He's a textual guy. He's con, you know constitutional. And he relies on how the founding fathers wanted the Constitution to be applied. And that's great. I mean, this guy's got a history of it. And, and when they're talking about the, the, you know, the statutory language that, you know, you can't read into what's not there, all I'm hearing is echoing of hearing what Dave has said over and over and over on these calls. And I mean, so it's just it's just kind of like a third witness or a second witness or even a fifth witness. It just it just helps build your belief and the foundation of what we're standing on. And and so, you know, it you know I really got a you know I really am blessed and and very thankful that I had met Dave when I did. And uh, and and still today, you know, adding to 
and what what Dave has done and adding to uh, what Dave is doing. And now we got the White House complaint going to the, not yet, the new DOJ. He'll uh, hopefully he'll be confirmed tomorrow. But we got uh, we got the the president wants to clean the swamp. He's he's building on his uh, promises, and he uh, and uh, the DOJ I think is going to be a, a, a very good. And so we have hope. Is it going to be a remedy? We don't know. You know, and like David said, you can't predict corruption. And I don't believe these people are going to be corrupt, but there's, um, but we're, we're going to have to wait. We're going to have to see. But to to help that along, we need Americans all over the country to start getting together and start co, you know, start uh, a coalition of going to our representatives' office, to our sheriffs and governors. And have a letter campaign, maybe one letter a week to you know all the sheriffs, all the governors. I mean, just keep hounding them, because the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And so, with that being said, um, this is what I've been observing for the last few days, and and really getting you know somewhat excited about it. And so. Uh, I'd like to in, introduce again Dave Merlin. Uh, for the, I don't think there's any new uh, people on the call, so you all know how I met him. You all know what he's done for me. And some of you, you know what he's done for other people. So, Dave, are you on? Yeah, Chris. Okay, take it away, please. <laughs> okay, hi, everybody. Welcome to the February 1st, 2017 American Liberties Call. My name is David Merlin. Nothing you'll hear me say is intended as legal advice. Anything that sounds like that to you, just consider it something somebody else might do on a planet far, far away where the law matters. It doesn't matter here. I prove it on a daily basis. Believe it. The uh, White House criminal complaint, uh, we got the mailing receipts and everything. They are in the right sequence in the PDF file of the entire filing. Came out at like 170 pages, maybe, <clears throat> and uh, is perfect bound, like your paperbacks on the shelf, eight and a half by 11, and available at the website. I told you I'd give you last week. Things just didn't move very quickly on this, but I'm putting into the chat. Here's the website, twopotus.com. P-O-T-U-S, President of the United States, dot com, twopotus.com. The name of the publication, it has an ISBN number, and the name of the publication is Tupotus, meaning to the president. And uh, there's just a couple paragraphs about the complaint on the website. Uh, email it to all your contacts. And uh, if you're an original complainant to the uh, White House complaint, 
you get these books at cost. If you want to tip Chris for his uh, uh, handling and shipping, uh, we'd appreciate it. So you want to email Chris, he'll put his email address there on the chat, AmericanLiberties.LLC at gmail.com, AmericanLiberties.LLC at gmail.com. This is a criminal complaint alleging four counts under three particular federal statutes, uh, racketeering, a pattern of illegal conduct as proven by the briefed issues, which are which I should have really started with. Um, I'm only mentioned in regulation as subject to the tax. If I'm a citizen of the United States, like you say I am, and you can't tax me through a regulation, it has to be a statute that says I owe it. And the archive of calls here at 87488 and at my channel, which is 59615, no confidence, uh, there's going to be plenty of mention of this that they just can't talk about how Regulation 1.1-1 can mention citizen, but the statute it wants to implement doesn't mention citizen. This, the regulation identifies the subject of the tax. And the second argument, all property is cost when I receive compensation for services. How did Section 83 operate in your conclusion that the fair market value of my labor is in excess over the amount paid? Those two arguments. It's great, as Chris said, you know, somebody found a challenge to make about the uh, computer codes the IRS uses, and that's the kind of thing you have to resort to if you aren't aware of a whole bunch of statutory structure that supports the contentions that all property is a cost citizens of the U.S. are only mentioned in regulation. And I got all the evidence in one place on wevgov.com. It's in the memorandum in support of this complaint. So this criminal complaint, bracketeering, yeah, they're stealing. Look at all the money they're stealing as proven by those two briefed issues. And are they using the mail? Well, that's mail fraud. Yeah. Uh, 18 U.S.C. 1341, mail fraud, 20 years in prison. Uh, 18 U.S.C. 1962, racketeering. And 18 U.S.C. 241, conspiracy against rights of the individual. Uh, the One for every single letter they send out. That's 10 years in prison. So millions of people have had to pay over the generations and uh, each and every one of those within the last five years, that's the statute of limitations on enforcement of that statute conspiracy. Oh, excuse me, five years after the last act in the conspiracy. So you look for the most recent act. Did that person, the victim, have to pay taxes last week? Cha-ching. There's a account of 18 U.S.C. 241 that just started last week. You have five years to go for it. So those three charges, because of those two modes of misenforcement, uh, they're described in the language of uh, federal felony statutes, uh, meaning racketeering, mail fraud, and conspiracy against rights. So that's the... Uh, 
those are the felonies that this White House complaint reports to the um, to the White House, saying if you're going to drain the swamp, uh, don't forget the IRS over here. Um, and for the person, the the visitor who just popped in, the website you can find this on is right here, uh, Buck Roger, twopotus.com. Uh, it's available. It's only 25 bucks, and it's a, a complaint that went on file with the White House on Inauguration Day, and it has, uh, you know, they're talking about a simplification of the tax code. I wrote a simplified tax code in 1996 that translated my conclusions from the brief that went in support of the Congressional Complaint of 06, uh, a tax code 60 paragraphs long, eight different chapters, 60 paragraphs of legislation that operate to reflect my conclusions about the existing tax code. So when you're simplifying the tax code, Mr. President, uh, here's one that already translates my findings. So you wanted the tax code simplified, here you go. And you'll see docket numbers that prove uh, that in certain cases the government simply can't even muster a, a, a cogent reply to these briefed issues. So uh, get the complaint. And again, if you're one of the original complainants, and there were 33 of us, um, you can get these at cost. Get a hold of Chris at his email address. So having fun, being fun, making friends, influencing people, uh, we have a complaint in the White House. <laughs> To a couple of, uh, one is a, a seasoned professional, Jeff Sessions, saying the rule of law is all I need. It's it's what I'm going to do and uphold the Constitution and, and my role is clearly defined and uh, I'm going to you know I'm going to stay inside my oath of all this other good stuff. And Trump uh, Trump is out there, not the seasoned professional, but his banner, drain the swamp. He's going to clear out corruption. That's the same mission. Uh, he just has a different office than Jeff Sessions. So really, it's one of the biggest tenets of their uh, their platform was rule of law. Well, here's the law. Somebody figured out the tax code a long time ago, and here's your briefing of just those two issues. I've taken it easy on you, and I tell the uh, the president write in my cover letter that you can't have explanation of the provisions relied upon in that memorandum from your own DOJ or from your own IRS. They're off limits. And, uh, you know, what? that's, a, that's called a nudge. <laughs> uh, it's got this written all over it. Are you going to take that from them? And when you you challenge the boss, and the boss happens to be Donald Trump, and you say, "Are you going to take that from them?" Uh, you know, just keep your ear to the rail and see if he comes up with it. And this is really the big thing out of all this that I hope to accomplish is more slack enforcement of tax crime, uh, tax criminal statutes. 
because a lot of people go to prison and they really thought what they were doing was legal. Look at all the people standing by and watching all of these refunds that Pete Hendrickson filers got from the IRS. And they're sitting there, they're watching that, and they go, give me my pen. Call up my, and go down to the bank for a notary. And they get in line with Pete Hendrickson and his followers, and they're, they're not idiots. They've been deceived by an idiot, and they're watching what the IRS is doing, and they don't imagine that the government would later say, well, that was a mistaken refund based on their filing. It slipped, uh, slipped through. We can't handle everything in a timely basis, and we don't screen everything, and so some people get by. And then they wail on you like you intended to break the law when you filed that, when in fact you're watching tens of thousands of people get all their money back. And then two and a half years later, the IRS goes after everybody that filed those returns and cleans them out with penalties and interest. Make a bunch of money off the citizen, make a bunch of great press against contradicting the IRS. Mission accomplished. So with this, you're on the offense, you violated the law this way, and you violated these laws in this particular fashion. You've totally blown the method by which cost has to be calculated in the tax code uh, as it relates to compensation for services. You deprived me of Section 83. It's a much stronger posture than, oh, you're falsifying the computer codes. That's just inter-office shenanigans compared to fleecing generations of Americans in a pattern of conduct that is ongoing today. So if you want to weigh the magnitude of an argument, yeah, if you've got a statutory argument, you're number two. Number one is when you have a constitutional argument. So when you're arguing tax statutes, look at what other people argue because they don't have my knowledge of the tax code. Hey, you're falsifying computer codes. Why should you have to stoop that far for a small argument and do that much research and uh, and FOIA work, all of that writing? I, I couldn't stand it. When if you know statute, you go, excuse me, but I know now these statutes over here have to operate, and I think they operate a very particular way. And I gathered a bunch of evidence about Social Security. So it's in the complaint to the White House at tupotus.com. And uh, the memorandum is uh, over 50 pages, some discussion, and two full briefings, uh, one of each of uh, those issues. And the criminal complaint of 10 pages, four counts. The defendant. Donald Trump's predecessor, two attorney generals under Donald Trump's predecessor, and IRS Commissioner John Koskinen. Those four defendants, a total of four counts, because uh, the previous administration knew in the first week of after inauguration in 2009, they knew of all this because I sent a great big Binder, 330 pages to the new president in 09, 
So prior knowledge is established, easily proven, and is a part of the White House record already, Mr. Trump. <laughs> and so we have a criminal complaint with the White House because Title 18, Section 4 says if you know a felony violation of the laws of the United States, you got to report those crimes to uh, some judge or other person in military or civilian authority. There. Oh, look, there's there's the uh, president-elect. This was before Inauguration Day. It was mailed to the new president one day before Inauguration Day. So, look, there's the president-elect. He's somebody in civil, civilian authority by the time it reaches him. <laughs> so, uh, welcome to the White House. So, tell everybody you know to POTUS dot com p o t u s president of the united states to potus dot com and uh we we intend to put together a process uh streamline a process for joining this complaint and probably transfer flags from the uh, congressional complaint it's already filed with the previous administration in uh january of o nine uh the the entire 180-page 06 complaint was an exhibit in that complaint to the uh, White House in 09. So, um, uh, what did I say? It was uh, making friends and influencing people. Here's a criminal complaint. And uh, it's another something that's going to go absolutely nowhere but it's the start of a public record that constitutes a worthy platform for uh, part of a defense you might have to make in the future. It might serve today as a hedge against uh, criminal investigation being triggered by past conduct or inactivity. And we make no guarantees. But we have the government's definition of innocence in the uh, James Back trial memorandum, Anchorage, Alaska, 2015. Was that December 15? Yeah. Uh, the government's trial memorandum, they said if somebody acts upon a good faith misunderstanding of the law, then they are not willful. And so... Uh, all he had done is file Pete Hendrickson tax returns. He didn't have an argument as to why he thought the law operated a certain way to allow him to do what he did. 16 months in prison. Thank you, Pete Hendrickson. And the government briefs uh, Cheek versus U.S. right there to say that the Supreme Court says this constitutes willfulness. The government has to prove a legal duty exists. They have to prove that you knew and believed you have the duty. And number three, they have to prove that the duty was not performed. And if somebody operates on a good faith misunderstanding of the law, they're innocent. They are not willful. And that applies to all tax statutes, felony and misdemeanor alike. That's right there in the government's brief. And so when you're learning statutory arguments that 
uh, pose an offense, constitute an opportunity to go on the offense uh, like I provide with just these two brief issues. That's not my whole 1994 treatise. I've pared it down to the two healthiest uh, arguments that have the largest foundation. You just can't get through them without coming to my conclusions. And just those two arguments, criminal complaint with the president, essentially makes him a material witness to your claim in court that you operated on a good faith understanding of the law. Your Honor, I'd like to call to the stand the President of the United States, Mr. uh, Donald J. Trump. Think they want something like that? Hold your applause. (laughs) So, that that's the duck we just put in a row, Chris and I. And uh, like I said, I think there's 30 to 33 people in the caption on the criminal complaint as the co-complainants. And uh, we're on record with the new administration. And uh, we went to Jeff Sessions as well as Senator Sessions as a carbon copy, not as official service. So this is purely to the White House. It was just a complimentary copy to uh, uh, Senator Sessions and three congressional committees. Each, uh, All these committees are the ones we mail the previous joiners to. So they received the 2006 complaint, whoever was the chair. And here it is 10 years later. Uh, easily 200-plus people who have joined that complaint through an affidavit of joinder uh, after the fact. Those three committees saw all these people's joinders, and they knew of the complaint. They've been getting joinders ever since 2006, New Year's, 11 years. And now, as a carbon copy or complimentary or courtesy copy, they receive proof that now the complaint about basically the two healthiest issues out of the 2006 thing, uh, was it's been simplified, and now it's filed with the president, and people are going to start joining this one, just like they did with the one in Congress that's been ignored for 11 years. So that's what we just built. That's the duck we just put in a row. We transferred the flag of the criminal complaining from Congress to the White House. as a foundation to use as a hedge against possible troubles in the future. Because now you have proof that the White House knows of your controversy once you become a a co-complainant. And it's laundry that you can throw around anytime they bring this up. And it's addressed right to the president with a certificate of mailing and everything. So with that having been said, to put a cap on it, to POTUS.com, T-O, POTUS, President of the United States, P-O-T-U-S, to POTUS.com.
and it's only uh, $24.95, a deal at twice the price. And uh, that's uh, hopefully when you see the uh, the way that's put together, the the very narrow focus that it has just on these two issues, just on these four defendants, just on these three criminal statutes, and a full briefing of each of the legal arguments on file with the president. <laughs> so welcome, Missouri. TwoPotus.com, T-O-P-O-T-U-S, TwoPotus.com, a criminal complaint filed with the White House on Inauguration Day is now available. ISBN number comes perfect bound, 8.5 by 11, desk reference for uh, how one might put together a criminal complaint to the president. Welcome to the call. And uh, some of you might be able to tell that my voice is really hammered. So uh, I have to cut this short. But um, now you have a full... And by the way, Missouri Republic, this call is recorded. So uh, even though we're stopping early, you can uh, get the recording later on tonight and hear the first half hour. It's been about the criminal complaint that's introduced on um, twopotus.com. And the book, the book, the criminal complaint with the ISBN number is called To POTUS, meaning to the president. It's citizen speak, American Latin. Yo, POTUS, <laughs> my man. Anyway, um, it's about the two issues you see on the federal income taxation page of wevgov.com. Oh, okay. Missouri knows all about it. Uh, you're going to like today's call. And uh, if you're a, are you a co-complainant to this White House complaint? Or are you talking about the congressional complaint? Missouri. Are you a co-complainant to the White House complaint that we just filed? Oh, the congressional one? Okay. Uh, TwoPotus.com is the website. You can get the uh, the criminal complaint that was just filed with the, um, with the uh, White House. A fun little thing came out totaling 170 pages, so pretty compact, and key just those two legal issues. So having fun, being fun, enjoying myself, enjoying somebody else, blah, blah, blah. And uh, we have a foundation now with the president. So stay tuned. Not not that I expect a reply from the White House. I just mean stay tuned to listen to uh, uh, how this might be used, how it is being used, uh, who intends to use it, uh, tax court. Uh, bankruptcy, it doesn't matter. If, if it's a, a tax issue in America, this exhibit has to go in. And then you ask for a subpoena to get the president to testify. <laughs> yeah, you're being deposed, uh, Mr. President. And uh, actually, there's a lot of talk about simplifying the tax code and the uh, 
expect them to look at what I'm doing and uh, probably write legislation that steps right over it and legitimizes the places where there used to exist very particular statutory challenges. Because I could write provisions that destroy my treatise. I've written plenty of legislation. I have a book of legislation for sale. No Confidence, Civil Liberties versus Homeland Security. It's on the products page of wevgov.com. So I can write statutes. I could write statutes that um, the uh, uh, that totally wipe out my findings and legitimize everything the IRS is doing that I t uh, chose to seize upon in my analysis of the tax code compared to the uh, IRS. There are some really big ones. There are some few very crafty ones, and there are some where uh, you can't even don't even mention it. They got an entire branch of the IRS set up to do it, and it's illegal. Uh, so there's challenges all over. But going with the big ones by which someone would get the most remedy if successful, does the tax code apply to Americans? They say that's a citizen of the United States only through a regulation. They wrote Regulation 1.1-1 to make the tax code apply to Americans. That's the biggest question ever asked about the Internal Revenue Code. Second biggest question, is my compensation for services gross income or profit? How do I calculate cost? Income is not defined in the code. Wrong. Income is defined by cost. Cost is defined in the tax code. The definition of income is 83A. If in connection with the performance of services, property is transferred, the excess of the value of that property over the amount, if any, paid, shall be included in gross income. Only the excess over the amount paid is gross income or profit. The amount paid is cost. The excess is profit. Profit and cost never share a penny, and only profit is taxable as income. 83A is the definition of income. Nobody wants to know it, and we're in the we're in the White House now. With all of this work we've done on Section 83, uh, just since uh, since I've been on these calls, uh, really in the last year and a half, just in the last year and a half, uh, lawsuit here, lawsuit there, tax court case over here, right of Eleventh uh, Circuit appeal. So, uh, notice how I didn't say. We're writing my congressman. I'm in Seattle. Uh, I'm writing my senator, Patty Murray. You'd laugh me out of the room, and you should. It wasn't my choice. I'm in a blue state. <laughs> but anyway, um, I'm, it's, it's over. It's, what Chris said in the intro, my posture, it's that what I give is an offensive tool. You can prove they violated very particular statutes to accomplish this much of what they do. And over here, they got this much authority to do what they do by screwing us over under statute. And you can identify this collection of authority that was never theirs when you honor just the law. 
that puts you on the offense. You're now a whistleblower. Up here. Um, remember that name, Chris? Kentucky Turtle Man. Uh, obviously a scholar. So, the... Uh, The offense of being able to say you violated these particular laws. And the two key arguments, the two biggest questions about the tax code, uh, the, uh, the first one, how has the tax code been made to apply to Americans? One very distinct stunt they pulled. Then the second question, do I owe a tax on my compensation? And those are the two addressed in brief uh, in support of that complaint. So um, the foundation, of course, now goes to the, uh, the IRS Criminal Investigations Division employees and agents that think a criminal investigation should be pursued against you or somebody else. Here's another one. Everybody that got in criminal trouble for failure to file uh, tax evasion, conspiracy to defraud the United States, but who had actually followed the prescription of Erwin Schiff, Lynn Meredith, Pete Hendrickson, Glenn Ambort, uh, oh, the guy out of Utah, um, uh, Alan Carter, I think was his name. Um, everybody that got in trouble for their involvement with those, you have to have a number of relatives and or friends and or associates uh, from meetings you might have been going to where everybody got together uh, once a week, once a month, whatever, and, and talked about uh, government. You have to have a number of people from those circles who would be willing to come forward and tell the court under oath as a witness he doesn't believe he broke the law. He believes everything he's done, and I've known him for X number months or X number years, everything he's done is right in keeping with what he's always told me is what's allowed under the law. Well, then you're not willful. You're operating on a good faith misunderstanding of the law. And the government itself says that's innocent conduct. So in this criminal complaint is a request for pardons. Uh, ask the question of the government, Mr. President, your DOJ, your IRS, ask them for an interpretation of the provisions in that memorandum and watch all that it takes to get an answer and who they have to call. How many of your own attorneys know this or can interpret it? Uh, does your accountant know anything about it? Call any accountant in your corporate network. Look at what it takes to get an answer about this. And then put the individual of ordinary intelligence in your shoe, having just asked the question. Your president, leader of the free world, and you can't have the, the answer. 
It's not on the tip of their tongues. And then you look at what the average individual has to contend with when even the president can't get that little morsel of satisfaction out of his own agencies. What business do they have keeping somebody in prison? It obviously isn't imposed by clear language. They didn't believe they were doing anything wrong. And the answers are totally off limits. So why don't you pardon everybody that has a tax conviction, open the jail doors, and tell Jeff Sessions to stop prosecuting people until we get a simplified... Dave? Okay, looks like we lost him. Okay, hold on. Okay, can everybody hear us now? Hi, thanks for waiting. Um, So there's a request in the letter with a challenge that said, you can't have this. You can't have this from your own agencies. Are you going to take that from them? And this other one that, uh, why don't you quash all the liens and levies in existence? And then I stop I stop right there and I say, if not, how does Section 83 operate in your conclusion those people owed what the IRS is trying to collect? So there's a lot in the communication to the White House if they take the time to read it. Narrowed it down to just two issues, you know. It doesn't get easier than that. So he's going to call his accountants and say, uh, Section 83 applies to all compensation. Tell me what you know about it. And they're going to stutter. That's what I told him in the letter. Everyone will fail. No one will know anything about this statute. And yet the individual has rights to a victory when the tax is not imposed by clear language. But the individual can't find anybody in the known universes that knows anything about Section 83. Ask around. And when we build on it with a bunch of uh, joiners of similarly situated witnesses to crime, to the original 30 or 33 complainants, uh, and that's to not detract from anybody else out there that wanted to join, uh, it wasn't inexpensive. So if you couldn't afford it, of course, that's understandable. Uh, But anyway, a good American thing to do is to be on the record and say, I got this statute over here that requires me to report felonies. Point of order. Look at these felons over here. That's what we did with this complaint. And uh, when we build on it with joinder after joinder after joinder, and a carbon copy of all the joiners going to the Department of Justice and Jeff Sessions, then, uh, um, in fact, we'll probably serve him 
so that he's not just a carbon copy recipient. He's a uh, an official co-recipient. Anyway, um, when we build on it, who knows? We might get some attention in that form. Wouldn't it be great to hear uh, Mr. Trump has promised an executive order by the end of the day it's supposed to re uh, relate to the IRS. Really? Oh, let's all gather and, and cover the event. Uh, wouldn't that just be a shocker if he came out and said, with this executive order, I hereby pardon all individuals who've been prosecuted for tax evasion or willful failure to file or for filing false and fraudulent tax documents. And with this executive order over here, I hereby uh, instruct the uh, opening of all the prison doors. Their sentence is over. Bingo. So uh, that might be the least we get. You might say all liens and levies are hereby forgiven. Now let's get back to work. Uh, Tell me that wouldn't win him another fan base. So there's a lot that could happen. Uh, small things are still within grasp or within reach because uh, there's a loose cannon at the helm. So uh, small stuff is possible. And these small measures of uh, slowing down the prosecution of the anti-tax movement, if it's illegal, tell them so. Tell them to cease and desist. And if they persist, then prosecute them. But turn it down at least one notch. There's so many people that don't think they violated the law, and the government has been uh, really skimping on, uh, on the criminal intent, essential element. It's fallen off the radar. They don't really consider it. They'll get the indictment and then threaten you threaten to prosecute your family if you don't plead guilty just to get the guilty plea. And having to prove criminal intent or even consider it goes by the wayside. So uh, plenty of people file documents after watching a bunch of refunds get handed out by the IRS, and nobody ever even asked them, did you intend to break the law? They just bring charges against them, raid their house, seize their computers, uh, terrify their dog and their children, and they never even have to consider, does the person think they broke the law? It's so easy to be a public servant. Wow. So that's what we're trying to prevent with this. And if, if by, you know, I think we've got a better chance of changing something than a stray complaint out there on a lesser issue. These are big issues that are briefed in that complaint. And uh, uh, I think it really is possible that uh, we might receive the little bit of relief that is actually granted against the IRS because I'm arguing statute only. It was there when he got there, and uh, it's going to be joined upon, and uh, we're going to gang up on them. They're going to get real familiar with the fact this complaint has been filed and uh, they might just throw us a bone. So through an executive action, he could, if he wanted, 
uh, quash all liens and levies. So listen for something small. They won't give us something big, but uh, we just might get some relief out of this. Question and answer, Chris. All right. Okay. If anybody on the telephone has star eight, anybody have any questions? Um, let's go ahead and write it in the chat. And well, it looks like uh, well, John just got on the call. Okay, here's um, John from Pennsylvania. Go ahead. Hi, this is John from Pennsylvania. That's I work. Go ahead. This is off subject, but I worked with a, a fellow that was a Korean acupuncturist who translated a thousand-year-old Chinese. Um, herb book, and he was trying to sell it. Nobody wanted it, and it was very difficult because old Chinese is like old English, like you know Shakespeare. And one of the recipes that he had to uh, clear up your throat would be to take an inch and a half of ginger root, slice it up like a cucumber for a salad, boil it, and you'd make a tea out of it, and then add a little bit of honey and cinnamon because it tastes terrible. It tastes like Listerine, but it just cleans you right out. And I tried it. It works great. Oh, good. thanks. <clears throat> That's what I had to say. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Uh, I guess that's it, so, Dave. Yeah, so once again, in parting... Um, uh, mail that web address to everybody you know to POTUS.com T-O-P-O-T-U-S dot com and uh, encourage them to buy a copy of the complaint. Yeah, if you, if just for curiosity's sake, how do you write a criminal complaint? What would a criminal complaint to the president look like? And uh, learn a couple things about the tax code at the same time. So that's it.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.